2: Today's story is an update. The original story was, am I the astronaut for thinking about divorcing my husband for cheating on me with cake? Update number one. Hello, all. Thank you for your kind comments on my post. I'm not sure why it got taken down, but I'm still amazed with the amount of commenters and support that I have received. I've been spiraling so much and life has gotten crazy. I went and got tested the day after I confronted my husband about cake. Yes, to those of you who are inquiring about the name, cake is not her actual name, but the name she uses for transactional relationships. I tested positive for something, unfortunately, but it's easily fixable. I've spent a lot of time trying to clear my mind, get my mental health straightened out, took the week off of work so I could have a moment to breathe and talked to my mom about everything. We aren't very close, but it was helpful. I still haven't spoken to my husband, but I plan on doing so later today. We're going to get everything out in the open and discuss what our next steps are. I do think I'm going to ask for a divorce. To everyone who said I wasn't being emotionally available in the comments, you may be right. I am in the wrong. But when these things happen, I become detached and cannot help it. I still don't think that justifies cheating, even if it's a transactional relationship. When we got married, we promised each other through thick and thin we would support each other. And that promise was broken. I have nothing against the woman he cheated with. She was just doing what she does for a living. It wasn't emotional. It's my husband I have an issue with. I have some negative feelings, but that's mine and my husband's problem. I may update again after our conversation. Thank you. So before we dive into update two, this brings up an interesting question. If someone cheats, do you think it's better that it was a transactional cheat or is it worse or is it just the same? does that make it any better? It kind of sounds like from OP's perspective here that it being transactional makes it not as bad as, as like romantically falling in love with someone. I don't know. Okay, update number two. Here we go. My husband has been cheating on me for almost a year and a half. I found out after snooping through my husband's phone that he had been cheating on me with a woman who he called Cake. It was transactional and he was paying for some fun behind my back. We had been going through a rough patch in our relationship and I had been struggling with depression and had become reserved. So he felt detached and tried to blame his cheating on my mental problems earlier we had our first conversation about it since he left to stay with a friend i said we needed to lay out everything and be completely honest cake was not the first in a long line of women he has apparently been using to fill his emotional needs that was created by my complete disregard of our marriage and his physical needs all I could get out of him was that he slept with multiple different women and it has been going on for a while. When I told him that I got tested, he said that he knew he had contracted it in the past and never told me. Well, okay, I know I know, I should have thrown some flags earlier in the story, but this one particularly for him not telling her. It wasn't even a year ago we had discussed maybe having a baby. He has apparently been going out and getting with all sorts of women like this, partying with people I do not know, and has been taking painkillers. This is not the man I married. I'm completely shattered emotionally. I asked him for a divorce and he told me I was being manipulative by trying to make him seem like the bad guy when I'm the one who caused it all. I know he is gaslighting me, but I feel there is some truth to what he is saying, as some of the commenters on my previous post have also mentioned. I'm devastated and my life is in ruins, but I'm going to try and pick up the pieces and power on because that's all I can do. He left the house again in a tantrum, slamming the door and knocking a couple of picture frames down. Well... That tells you quite a bit. He's pretty upset about me wanting a divorce, but I can't see any other path out of this. What he did is irredeemable in my eyes. Thanks to all who commented nice things, I don't know if I'll update again. Here to give us some feedback on the story is the one, the only, Candy Thunder! Ladies and gentlemen, lightning bolts for Candy Thunder here. Hi there. Step right up to the plate here.
0: I think we're gonna make a poll for you not to introduce me like that anymore. She tells
2: me not to every time. I really enjoy doing it. Do you guys enjoy the way that I introduce Candy Thunder like Michael Buffer? I don't know who that is. That's the uh, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, okay. <laughs> that guy.
3: I don't like it.
0: It hurts my ears.
2: So what do you what do you think here? What do you what do you think? What are um, your thoughts?
0: I think that this guy had the opportunity to. Talk to his wife or cheat, and he decided that paying for sex was the right call. I don't think he made this call because his wife had mental health issues happening. I think he made this call because he wanted someone to get his rocks off.
2: Here's my deal, is that he, in this whole in this whole scenario, never once thought about his partner. He was only thinking about his needs and having his needs fulfilled and blamed it on her not fulfilling his needs. It was never once about, I know you're struggling with this and I've tried to help. No, no, no. He didn't try to help at all. It was just a, hey, you aren't servicing me. I've got to be serviced every 3,000 miles. So I had to go to the quick lube to do it.
0: You're right. This guy never once thought about his spouse. He only thought about how she wasn't fulfilling his needs and felt he should just pay someone to do it. And I want to know if their funds are, are together or separate because if they're together, Ooh. he took her funds to pay someone to have sex with him. Right. And that that is, is messed up.
2: They have much bigger problems going on than him doing what he did there. Like their entire relationship is lopsided where he does not care about her needs or her problems at all. Right. And the gaslighting is bad enough that OP believes a little bit of it because some commenters said the same thing, too. You're not emotionally available. Well, look, in my understanding from the original story, yeah. OP doing everything that she can. And assuming this, this is a she. He's
0: but. not getting emotional anything from the women that he's seeing. Right. He got an STI and brought it home to his wife and didn't tell her about it, knowing that he could have. I don't know. This guy is.
2: And they were talking about having kids and he didn't bring anything up then. Mm-hmm.
0: No, and he could have destroyed her ability to have kids by not telling her that he infected her with a sexually transmitted. No, 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 no. This guy only cares about himself.
2: So no the original, else. the original question was, "Am I the astronaut for thinking about a divorce because of this?" And as we, as we addressed in the in the original video, thinking is like feeling. You can't be an asshole for thinking about that.
0: No, but she's an asshole to herself for not divorcing this guy whenever he wasn't there to meet her needs for having mental health issues. Like, we all go through shit. We all go through times where life gets really hard and you have intrusive thoughts and you're down on yourself. And the one person that's supposed to be there and supposed to be part of your team decided to go out and take your money and screw somebody else. No, you're the asshole to yourself for not divorcing him sooner. She should have stepped up and walked away.
2: You think it's a complacence thing that has kept them together to this point?
0: I think it's probably, I think that keeps a lot of people together that should be apart. I think, I mean, we just read, Tony and I read a story and they should have walked away from each other 20 years ago, but they're in it because they don't want to, it's, it's easier to stay in it than, right. than it's, it's harder to divorce.
2: Change is tough, right? Oh, But pain creates change. So it is, right. it is a matter of, is this enough pain to create change? We, we know that hubby, the cheater in this scenario is an ASCOM one. And we know that he is a brozo as well. Um, and to Candy Thunder's point, uh, OP is a little bit of an asshole to, to herself. The story is titled, Am I the astronaut for blowing up on my fiancé in front of his family for getting my daughter's cat out of the house? I, female 35, got engaged to my fiancé, Eric, male 37, two months ago. He moved in with me and my daughter, Zoe, female 13. Everything was going well till he started complaining about Zoe's cat, which is strange because the cat is so sweet and quiet most of the time, and so I had no idea what the issue was exactly. Anyways, he went from complaining about the cat to making demands about her. He gave Zoe a list of places the cat can or can't go, things she's allowed to touch, banned her from places like the kitchen and sofa, Zoe's favorite place to cuddle with her cat. Zoe showed me this list and I had an argument with him, telling him he needed to stop this because it was ridiculous. Okay, we'll do this for the list. He ranted about this being his house too and how he expects things to change after we get married. A few days ago, I was at work and got a call from Zoe crying, saying her cat wasn't in her room or in the house. I freaked out too and went home to look for her. Zoe and I looked for two hours before a neighbor of ours brought her and told us that he saw Eric leaving her outside and getting in his car and leaving. I was surprised and quite angry. Zoe took her cat and went back inside. I immediately drove to my future in-law's home where Eric said he'd be. The second I saw him sitting with his family, I went off and blew up at him in front of everyone. His mom asked what was happening and I told her that her son got my daughter's indoor cat outside the house, probably hoping for her to get lost. He argued about wanting me to stop spouting nonsense and go home and we'd talk there, but I refused. It got worse and I ended up leaving after his family flipped out at him. Good, the family flipped out at him. He sent a bunch of texts talking about the I pulled in front of his family. He said that he didn't mean to leave the cat out, but after checking the cams, I confirmed it. He still insisted that I humiliated him in front of his family and tried to turn them against him. He's been staying with a friend and has stopped calling and texting. Am I the not for blowing up on him in front of his family? Hell no. We talk about this a lot. People who get exposed typically don't react well to getting exposed. And this whole, you didn't have to do this in front of my family thing is just, he sees it as ammo, right? He's trying to gain any kind of leverage he can to be like, oh, you shouldn't have done it this way. Like, oh, it was an accident. Dude, there are cameras. You probably should have known that already. You should have known you were going to get busted in here. But this was just one small thing in this long list of bullshit that he's trying to force now. It's a package deal, man. First of all, when they started dating, like it's it's a blended family. And that includes blending animals, too. Like it or not, you're accepting everyone within this space, especially since he moved in with her. They got engaged two months ago. He moved in with me and my daughter, Zoe. He moved into her space, thereby accepting everything that went along with it there. He accepted everything about this family that he was blending himself with whenever he decided to move in there and get engaged and continue this relationship. You don't get to just walk in the door and be like, things around here about to change. There's a new sheriff in town. This cat, by the way, creating boundaries for a cat is about the dumbest freaking thing I've ever heard of in a house. Like a cat is not allowed to go in this room. How do you plan to achieve that, sir? You're going to create some kind of wireless shock collar boundary thing. So if the cat tries to go in this room, they get shocked. Like how how are you going to explain to the cat and train the cat that it can't go in this room, can't sit on this, can't touch this? It is uber unreasonable. And for you, OP, this is a precursor. This is a preview to what married life is going to be. Unreasonable demands, unreasonable expectations. Throw him in the litter box. He's a turd. Not the asshole at all. We already did that. Uh, this guy, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just uh, throwing people to, to ask on one too quickly here, but this guy's an ask one for acting this way, for trying to gaslight you uh, and for using blowing up at him in front of his family as some kind of ammo to to leverage here. It's all stupid. Even his family agreed with you. So yeah, he's an idiot. And also this because he pissed me off. Am I the Askinon if I just never travel with my mom again? Something must have gone awry. I-48 Female, I'm writing this on an international flight back from a trip with my mother, 71 Female. We're returning from her first ever trip abroad while I am an experienced traveler. We wanted to do this trip before COVID lockdown and had to cancel it. So she has been looking forward to it for years, but this may be the last one with her. As background, my childhood was emotionally neglectful, filled with manipulation and gaslighting. I essentially raised myself and had to learn the way of the world with patient romantic partners, friends, and therapists. Eventually, my mother and I found a balance in our relationship. I genuinely enjoy her at times, although she still drives me insane. She's needy, has zero accountability, and if you looked up weaponized incompetence in Wikipedia, you might find her picture under the heading. She has high anxiety and complains a lot. I can't rely on her for much if we are outside of her home or comfort zones, and she loves poking the bear. Now back to present day, we just spent 10 days in Italy. Since I've planned 90% of everything we've ever done together, even when I visited her, I told her that if she wants to go on this trip to a place I have already visited, she has to take the lead. I would help guide, but I'm not doing it all. Well, she did take the lead, and it was hell. It's hard to describe all the exhausting moments. In general, she acted like she didn't know how to do anything. How to connect to Wi-Fi, how to use GPS, call an Uber, what time we had to be anywhere, what city we were in, or where we were going the next day. Other issues include she had several tantrums, yelling, I don't want to do this, etc. when I asked her to figure out something, like where to go for dinner, or or how we were to get to the hotel from the train, etc. Whenever she needed anything, even ordering her own food, she turned to me to ask for her like a scared toddler. She generally is unwilling to handle things and just wants to be catered to or spoon fed. She has ulcerated colitis and can't eat a lot of things including dairy but still kept having gelato and then she proceeded to have blowouts all night every night. Our rooms were small and her beds were at most an inch apart. She let out noxious gas literally toward my face all night and laughed about it when I asked if she could at least point her ass away from me or do it in the bathroom. I hardly got any sleep, constantly waking up by her getting up and running to the bathroom or blowing me away in the next bed. When I asked her if her meds were working, she said, I forgot I can't have dairy, so for the rest of the trip, I had to keep telling her not to eat this or that for both of our sakes since she wasn't capable of avoiding these things on her own. She kept walking into me because of the crowds. When I asked her to stop it, she said, I'd rather walk into you than a stranger. I asked her, can you just not walk into anyone? I'll try, she said while laughing. She even knocked me over a couple of times. She has a bad habit of just walking off for no reason, no idea where she's going. She just takes off in some random direction. I had to call her back a few times or she'd go into traffic or be too close to the trains. It was like having a toddler. When I tried to guide her, I had to explain everything like four to five times and she still didn't get it. I usually just give up and take over. Twice we almost missed a tour because she got the times wrong. We missed our original flight back to the U.S. because she told the taxi the wrong airport. We, meaning she, had to buy us new flights. There were times when I wanted to step and take over the trip, but I was too exhausted. Also, just about every day, I kept repeating the Dusty Thunder motto in my head, Pain Creates Change. I figured if she screwed up enough, she might step up. I'm just at the point where I don't want to watch it in motion. She needs to experience the pain and the change on her own time. Here's where I feel a bit bad. My mother doesn't have anyone else to travel or do anything with. We live on opposite sides of California and if she doesn't experience things with me, she doesn't at all. She has never had close friends and her family won't join in unless she pays their way. My father is a cheap-ass buzzkill and no one wants him around if you're trying to have a good time. And To just be more explicit, she's not independent and won't do things on her own, but it costs me a lot. Money, energy, sanity to travel with her. Plus, it triggers all of the childhood dynamics when I had to be my own parent as well as hers. So, am I the astronaut if I just never travel with my mom again? <sighs> There's a lot of people who, who are saying in here that that, uh, that OP was being insensitive and trying trying to force uh, the mom to be the mom that they wanted growing up. That's that's possible. The flip side of it is that I think OP has this mentality of here of of like a role reversal. OP is being the parent in this, wanting to provide the experience for her, wanting to do something like that for her, but also trying to teach her a lesson along the way. I think the problem is at 71. How likely is that lesson to be received and retained? I know people can change at any point in life, but at 71, like I expect people to be pretty set in their ways. You know what I mean? Uh, I know a lot of sprightly 71-year-olds that are capable of of learning anything new and changing behavior on a dime. But mom, if she already has these these creature comforts where she likes her own space, she doesn't like to get out much, and she's not going to experience those things unless OP takes her and drives her to do it uh, at her own cost and her own time and of her own energy, the additional cost with that is stuff like this and i think that you're not an asshole for never traveling with her again you were trying to do something nice it ended up being too taxing but i think some of what you're running up against here is that you're trying to you're trying to parent her but you're trying to parent her to change and yes pain creates change i think it probably takes a lot more drastic pain to change at 71 And that change probably has to be more urgent as well because she gets back from this trip and she's like, well, you know, I don't have to change anything because I'm never doing that again. I think that may be the mentality there. It's like she's not latching on. She's not receptive to change because she seems like she's not the type of person that's awfully receptive to change in the first place. But this is also like a once in a lifetime thing. I think if you do something with her again, I, I think you. You have to just accept that she's not going to change, right? She is who she is. You're not going to make her into something different. You're not going to be able to train her to behave a different way. You're not going to be able to teach her new skills. Just try to enjoy the moments that you can. That's it. And I think at the end of the day, that's really what you want to do too, right? You want to be able to provide her with some experiences that you can both find enjoyment in if trying to train her to do these things and force her to take the lead kills that then don't do that and if you're willing to take the lead and do the work so that you can have those enjoyable moments you're both going to be a lot happier at the end of this thing now you're well within your rights to never travel with her again if you if you don't want to do all of the work if you don't want to to carry the load but i think you have to identify what the main goal of this really was what do you what do you want identify that And then think about, is it worth the cost? Am I the astronaut for preferring another man's cake? I, 41 male, am what people may consider a picky eater. Mostly every meal consists of chicken and bread, pasta or rice, and some form. I like very few fruits or vegetables and I'm not really even a fan of desserts of any kind. My partner and I have been together for 5 years and he knows how picky I am. He is more adventurous in his eating ventures but we have learned over the years how to shop and cook in ways that satisfy both of our tastes. My birthday was a few weeks ago and my partner decided to try to recreate a cake for me that I had a very long time ago. The backstory here is that when I was in my 20s I was in a relationship with a pastry chef. Like I mentioned before, I'm not really a fan of desserts, but my ex, many years ago, developed his own recipe for the best cake I ever had in my life. He made it for me only a couple of times before we split up, and I do not have the recipe myself. I've told my current partner about the cake and we have talked about what might be in it or how we might try to make it. But honestly, neither of us are very good in the kitchen and we really don't know where to even start. So my partner worked really hard for about two or three days to make this cake. He made multiple trips to the store, baking and trashing multiple cakes before finally ending up with something he deemed presentable to me. Remember... He had never tasted the cake my previous partner had made, so he was basically flying blind and basing all of his ideas on my own description of the taste and what I suspected the ingredients may be. On the evening of my birthday, we ordered in Chinese food and had dinner together at our apartment. He then proudly cut us each a big slice of cake. I admit the cake looked good. It looked remarkably similar to the original and I was impressed with its appearance. But then I took a bite. The cake was not good. I'm sure that to anyone who actually likes cake, it might have been fantastic. But to me, it was terrible. So terrible that I could not hide my disgust and spit the whole bite back out onto my plate. Told my partner how much I appreciated him trying, but that I just did not like the cake at all. No! Uh, There's more to the story, but but I have to... Can we just take a moment? Can we just take a moment of silence for this cake? And this guy. Poor dude works so hard. So let's see how he takes it. He was actually quite offended that I refused to even swallow a single bite. He reminded me of how much work he had put into getting this cake just right and said that I should have at least eaten a slice and pretended that it was close to the cake I had before since he knew how much time and effort he'd put into it. But I disagreed that lying about how I felt about the cake would have been the right move. But I disagreed that that was the right move. Okay, I get it. I don't blame him for not getting it right. I mean, he's not a chef and he didn't even have the recipe or even really know what flavor he was trying to create. It was an impossible thing for him to do, really. And I did and do truly appreciate the effort he made. I simply preferred the original cake from many years ago and I do not feel like I should pretend to like something I just don't to spare someone's feelings, even his. Am I the astronaut for simply preferring another man's cake? <laughs> differing opinions on i'm putting myself in his shoes here's the deal he knew up front she didn't really like desserts he knew up front that this was a a risk and he accepted that risk when he took this upon himself she didn't ask him to do it he decided to do this himself and he accepted this risk in my opinion op made the right move here because if it were reversed not reversed but in in my situation here If I made something for Candy Thunder that she just absolutely despised, like couldn't stand, it tasted horrible, and she pretended to like it, guess what? I'm going to make that cake more often because it's something she actually enjoys. Then she's got herself locked into this pattern where she has to choke down something that tastes not just not great, but terrible to her. And I think being upfront and honest here, and again, she's showing appreciation for all the hard work he put into it. That doesn't mean she has to pretend that it hit the mark. He knew what he was taking on here. The dude who made this thing years ago was a pastry chef. And this guy's average Joe trying to recreate it. Yes, he worked his butt off. It didn't work. That sucks. I get it. It sucks bad. You accepted that risk when you began this quest. And I would personally be more offended if somebody lied to me about it than if they, than if they told me the truth, not lying about it. No, not an asshole for that. And the question here is, am I the ask not for preferring another man's cake? no, It's your palate. I don't think you can control your palate. Can you? Can you train your taste buds? Maybe you can. He accepted the risks. And then to get butthurt about it, I understand being deflated. I understand being disappointed. But this would be like two teams going to the Super Bowl and both working really hard and one being like, oh, you got to say I I won because I worked really hard. You know how hard I worked. It's not like that. Like, it's. It doesn't it doesn't just it doesn't change the outcome. You accept the risks whenever you start the quest.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: This story is titled, Am I the Ask for Asking My Brother's Girlfriend to Pay Rent? So my brother, Alan, 24 male, has lived with me, 25 female, for about two and a half years. During his whole time of living with me, I never once asked him for rent or to pay any other bills. Our mom also lives with me, and I wouldn't dare ask her for rent, so I thought I'd do the same for my brother. Fast forward to a month later when Alan asked to talk with me. He then proceeds to ask me if his girlfriend can move in because she has nowhere else to go. Before I even give him an answer, he mentions she will be paying rent while she's here, so I agreed. Later that same day, he brings her to my house along with all of her things. As they walk through the door, I notice that she has two kids with her, ages three and four, both boys. I ask my brother about it, but he tells me he forgot to mention that she has kids. Okay, hold on. Can this person live here? They're going to pay rent, sure. It's not just her. That's a surprise. So the first few days of my brother's girlfriend and her kids living here were okay, but after a week, I started to really get upset. I noticed they would leave the kids alone all day in the living room, so basically no one would be watching them. So when I'd come out of my room, I'd walk into the living room to see the kids hanging on to my curtains, melted ice cream all over my brand new couch, pooped in diapers on the floor, food on the floor, and toys everywhere. Now my living room is always a disaster. My brother or his girlfriend didn't clean up after the kids, so me or my mom end up having to clean up the mess. Those aren't my kids, so I don't feel like it's okay for me to tell the kids what to do, but I lost it when one of the boys was eating chicken nuggets and for some reason decided to throw it across the living room. I immediately told him to pick it up, but he screamed, no, you pick it up, so I don't know what else to do. Also, The food that they kept throwing onto the floor and everything they eat is all food I buy myself. I didn't mind them eating food that I bought, but every time I go to get something to eat, I find most of it halfway eaten on the floor. At this point, I'm upset. So two weeks later, when it's time for rent, I ask Alan for his girlfriend's share of the rent. He then tells me that the rent is between me and his girlfriend, and it doesn't involve him. So if I want the rent, I can ask her myself. Ooh. Way to handle that situation there, dude. So I asked her for the rent, which, by the way, I only asked for $300 to cover her share of the rent. I pay $2,500 a month for rent, so I thought that was reasonable. She told me that she didn't know she would have to pay rent, but she would have it for me next week. (sighs) She knew. Well, the next week passed, and I got nothing from her. I asked Alan what's going on, and he tells me she lost her job and wasn't going to be able to pay any rent. He then gets upset and tells me not to ask her again because she was going to get mad at him for me doing so. Well, it's been three months and I haven't gotten anything from them, just excuses. I brought up the rent again yesterday. I brought up the rent again yesterday, but just got cursed out for bugging about the rent again, which made me feel like I was wrong for even asking them for rent, which makes me wonder if I'm the The Question here is, am I the astronaut for asking my brother's girlfriend to pay rent? Your brother agreed on her behalf to pay rent, but either didn't communicate that to her or... Did and she just changed her mind when she moved in. And I think the likely scenario that's playing out of my head is they talked about it, maybe even planned on it. Maybe in the beginning it was innocent. But when she moved in and realized that, hell, they've got food, they got a roof over their head, they've got like they got internet, they've got like they've got everything they need. She's like, suddenly the urgency and need to work is just disappearing from me. I don't think she lost her job, I think she quit. Because she had a place to stay and didn't need to work for anything. And you, sir, are just getting drained by everyone. You've got an entire house full of freeloaders. And the fact that they don't even watch the kids. They just let them run, run amok and have no consideration for, for, for cleaning things up or not destroying things in the first place. I think you, you got to kick all of them out. Your ma can stay. Everybody else goes. Everybody. Your brother especially because he knew what was going to happen. He lied to you. He's allowing this to happen. He is showing just as much disrespect for you as everybody else in this scenario. They all need to go. Give him a timeline. You don't have like a rent agreement here. You got a verbal agreement for her to pay rent in the beginning. I don't know if that's going to hold up for anything, but you need to provide a written document at this point, hand it to them that gives them X days notice, 30, 60, 90, whatever you want to do, make it official, get an attorney involved if you need to. You've got to get rid of them. They're not going to stop. You're not going to receive rent. Everything you own will be destroyed, and this is not going to end well. Stop it now before it gets to that point. You are not the astronaut for asking for rent. That is the smallest. You wouldn't be the astronaut for kicking them out either. Pain creates change, right? How much pain is enough for you to kick them out? When they set something on fire, when they break your flat screen TV, how much? Am I the asking not for ending a family naming tradition by not giving my son my late nephew's name as his middle name, even though my sister has said she wants me to? It's a family naming tradition. Got it. My family has always had this tradition where the first child born after the loss of someone in the family gets the late family member's name as their middle name. My sister and I both have those middle names. Hers is Patricia after a cousin of our mom's and mine is Denise after my dad's aunt. Right. I remembered to say aunt this time. Not let my Midwest show. It's an aunt. Almost a year ago, my sister lost her two-day-old son, Philip. He was the last family member we lost, and it was a huge, earth-shattering blow for our family. I found out I was pregnant a few months ago. I waited a while to tell everybody, and my sister was the first person we told privately. When I told her, she said it would be nice to have some positive news to focus on, and she wanted me to continue the tradition our family keeps and give my baby, if a boy, the middle name Philip. She was so happy about the idea. It surprised me a lot. I would have figured she would not be okay with it, but she wanted it. The problem is my husband and I do not want to continue with the tradition. We do not want to give our son the middle name Philip. The name isn't one either of us likes or would ever pick ourselves. We have not announced the sex of our baby yet, but my husband and I both know that we are expecting a boy. My family were saying how amazing it will be if my baby is a boy and Philip's name can be carried on. I suggested they wait until we announce the sex and the name before jumping to conclusions. They asked why, and I said we're thinking of not continuing with the tradition. My family, and by that I mean my parents mostly, were really upset. My sister was the worst, though. She asked why I wouldn't want to honor Philip and why it was him the tradition was getting broken on. She asked if I saw him as meaning so little, and I said no, of course not. Then she asked if it was his name and if we we didn't like it she said she really hoped it wasn't that we didn't feel like the tradition was something we wanted to continue the decision has brought up a lot of bad feelings and my sister is especially angry and thinks i'm being insensitive and showing how little i care for my nephew i feel terrible. She's so angry at me and my parents are unhappy as well. My husband hates them for putting this pressure on us. He said we should be allowed to name our son what we want and we should not be obligated to use a certain name. I never wanted to be an asshole but my family believes that I am. Am I the asshole? I don't think most assholes want to be asshole I think they just are. This is tough though. Uh this is tough, Caden Thunder. You picked a doozy to to uh, give feedback to. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, to help us give feedback on the story, Caden Thunder.
1: Look at that! What's up, Thunderkin? Oh, that was a doozy. That was a, I'm glad I didn't choose to read that one. Now I just have to give feedback on it. Yeah, I can, this is tough because I feel like both part, I can see the point of view of both parties. It's a family tradition that they've carried on for a while, and it's, it's something that just they've never brought up the idea of even not continuing before until this point in time which i can see why the aunt would be upset because op and uh, they they didn't ask for the tradition i don't think that they are asking aunts for not wanting to carry the tradition on but at the same time i can also see why the aunt would be ups or not the aunt who is it who is it that her sister okay her sister i can see why her sister would be upset because for one, she's she's grieving right now, so she's obviously going to—she's going through a lot. She lost her two-day-old child, and that's something that's absolutely awful, and you're going to have negative feelings about things surrounding that. And I can see why she'd want to have their baby, have the middle name as Philip. I don't know. Everybody sucks here, but also nobody sucks here. I don't think that the OP couple—I don't think they deserve to be put on the Ask scale, because I don't think what they did is wrong— Maybe they could have done it a little differently, but honestly, I think the way they did it is perfectly acceptable, and I think there's just no way to get through that without having without having some pain, you know? Oops, scoop, ski potato, I don't know. <laughs> what? Potato? Scoopski potato. Imp- Joe Gatto, um, Practical I'm, Jokers.
2: I'm, uh, you know, I'm, like, how often is someone's middle name going to be seen or used? That's It's true. not going to be something that you use all the time. However, I think at this point, the damage is largely done. The fact that you vocalized your opposition is what has caused this drama, and that is probably 80% of the damage. At this point, you have to look at, are we going to absorb the 20% remaining damage by sticking to our guns here and saying, uh, yeah, we're not going to use it, and they're already pissed. You're not going to make them pissed. They're already there. They'll just hold on to it longer. If you come here now and say, uh, here's a compromise, uh, we'll give him two middle names or, or if you end up caving, you've already created 80% of that damage. It's just going to be held. So I, I think you have to decide what you want and then try to find some kind of compromise, but, but yeah, it's, it's your choice. It is hundred percent your choice. I don't think for me, the question is there. I think the question for me is how much do you value the
1: relationships of your family? If it was me, I would just make it the middle name, but that's just me because I feel like the middle name isn't the end all be all because I have a middle name. A lot of people know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's a
2: lot of comments here that it's not fair to put that pressure on them. I agree. And and again, it is, it's her choice not to follow that. Yeah. It's not fair. It's a structure that they knew about ahead of time. And for me, it's not about it's not about the fairness of, of wanting to use this name or the fairness of this tradition that they have, which is an odd tradition, but families have odd tradition. For me, it is you've already created damage. How much more do you want to create? If yeah. you want to end the pain and maintain these relationships, then finding a compromise would be a solution path that you have to define what you want and then stick to your guns on it. Define what you want and follow the path that leads to that, right? Uh, depending on how much you value these relationships. If you end up sticking to your guns and saying, no, we're not doing it. This is unfair. This is bullshit. We
1: need to end this tradition. Just expect to to have some backlash for an extended period of time. I think if you you do do that, though, and if you contest it in that way, I think you have to be very gentle with how you go about that because you also have to remember on the other side of things, the sister also just lost her child. That's something that would suck. And if it was the other way around and they had lost their child, no, it's not necessarily right to expect to expect them to to use that middle name but you just have to be very gentle about explaining why you use it and i'm sure maybe there's another way that they can honor philip without making it the name cuz at the end of the day it is their child not yeah. you know it's he's not it's an actual child and not just a symbol for her child that she lost
2: right. it's it's beyond a tradition there's going to be there's going to be more feelings hurt for an extended period of time no matter what you just have to decide what's what's really important to you Thank okay. you. Am I the astronaut for making plans after the bride plans to leave her bachelorette party? I, 25 female, attended my future sister-in-law, 27 females, bachelorette weekend. Background context, I am engaged to the bride's brother, and the bride and my fiancé are very close. I will be referring to her as the bride for the entire story. The other important person in the story is my fiancé's brother's wife, 32 female. I will refer to her as Bailey. Henceforth shall be known as bailey i was one of the two drivers for the weekend and bailey was riding in my car along with two others we live close to each other the bride rode in the second vehicle with two others that live close to her bailey has a timeshare trial and we stayed at one of the cabins that she could choose to stay at it was a fairly cheap option cost wise but an extremely nice cabin we planned out everything except the last day and it was all a surprise to the bride the location is somewhere she always wanted to visit, but never has, and talks about it all the time since Bailey travels there often. Bride requested her nieces to be included in the trip, so it was a child-friendly bachelorette trip with no alcohol. Friday and Saturday was awesome, but we were completely exhausted. Did I hear some grublings over there from, from Ted? <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> what kind of bullshit bachelor weekend is that? <laughs> we got back to the cabin late and told the bride a handful of things that we could do on Sunday, the last day, and told her to just let us know what she wanted to do. We let her know that the timeshare has strict rules and Bailey has to physically check out at the front office before ten or she loses a two hundred dollar security deposit. We all agreed to wake up at eight and get packed to head out to the place the bride decided on. She picked a local tourist staple that everyone does when visiting the area. We went to bed after making plans, while the rest of us woke up at 8, got breakfast made, got ready, took down decor, took trash out, cleared the fridge, packed up bags that went into my vehicle and loaded it into the luggage cart. We tried to wake up bride and she didn't wake up. She slept till 9.15 and then dragged her feet all morning. I reminded her three or four times that we had to be out of the room and at the front office by 10 or Bailey would lose her deposit. The bride told us that was fine but she also told us that she was really tired and wanted to cancel the plans for the day and just go home. We were all okay with that and understood. Bailey helped me with taking the luggage cart to my car, then asked me if I wanted to go home yet. I told her no, I was cool to do whatever. Bailey mentioned that everyone in my car has been to the bride's pick of the tourist place before, but we could go do something else that we haven't done. I told her that was fine with me as long as the rest of my passengers were okay with it. Bailey asked the other passengers and they were all more than happy to go. We went back up to the room and started loading the cart with the other vehicle stuff, took all the room keys, and then asked the bride if she for sure wanted to go home or if she wanted to go to the nature reserve that we decided to go to. We told her that it would only be two hours there, which what all it has to offer, and Bailey offered to pay $300 for the entire trip to go. The bride said no. She wanted to go home. We told her that was fine, but it's 950 and we were headed to the front for Bailey to check out. They were in the room still, but we had all the stuff loaded in the cart for them to take to their car. We told them we were headed out and not to get their stuff locked in the room and they really needed to be outside by 10. My passengers and I ran to the car and got ready to pull out and the bride is banging on my car window. She wanted to know what we were doing. I told her we needed to get to the office before 10 so Bailey could get her deposit back and then we were headed to the nature reserve. You'd already explained all this to her, didn't she? She said okay and said bye. We drove to the office and Bailey got checked out at 9.58. We were cutting it so close. The bride then called sobbing because we didn't hug her goodbye or invite her to join us. We reminded her that we were on a time crunch for checkout, but we were still at the front office and offered to drive back to load their car and give them hugs. We also recounted the story of us inviting her, and she admitted that she was not awake enough to make any decisions and didn't remember us asking her. We told her that we could definitely go say goodbye if they were still headed home, but they could also meet us at the nature reserve and that the invite is still there. She declined and told us to go have a good time. We went ahead with her plans, but now she is calling friends and family and telling them that we ditched her on a special weekend and that I am stealing the spotlight as a bride since I am engaged and am planning on getting married a year after her. She even told some people that it was my idea to ditch her so I could skip a bachelorette party for myself and use hers as my own. I've told people my side of the story and people are split on what we should have done. Am I the astronaut for making plans after the bride cut her bachelorette party short? Hell no, this girl sounds like she sucks. This is, uh, I'm sure they have, they have proper names for this, but, but she chose to victimize herself here. She, it was self-fulfilling, right? She, she created this scenario where she's like, no, that's fine. I accept this. And then turns around and like, look what they did to me. It's so terrible. The child, but she did it on purpose. Like, no, what? the no, just... And remember, no booze influenced this behavior. This was not hangover bachelorette talking. This was not whiny, got wasted bachelorette trying to piece everything together who literally can't hear the words of anything. This is fully aware bachelorette acknowledging these things and then victimizing herself to other people. This is all I can do for these kinds of people. She was was tired. She was really tired. Okay. No, no, no. It was the morning of the bride told us that that was fine, that they needed to check out by 10, but she wanted to cancel the plans that day and just go home. She made the decision of what she wanted to do. And she got to do that thing. She doesn't get to enforce, impose that will on everyone else. Does she? If it's the Bachelorette weekend and she decides to cut it short, does everyone have to cut it short? Is it bad form to continue for like one event? Or do you have to do it when the bride says you're done, you're done? Because I feel like it was very explicit communication on OP's part and the rest of the party's part to Bridezilla here. Bridezilla was just like, uh, I intend to to victimize myself at the end of this trip. I just want to let you know. I need to cut our itinerary short because from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., I will be busy victimizing myself. That is my itinerary for the day. And we're walking, we're walking, we're victimizing, we're victimizing, and we're done. As soon as the bride checks out, the bachelorette weekend is done. So it is now an independent group of people going to do something, all their luggage already loaded up before they head home because they went and did one thing, they, sh- they were supposed to just drive straight home. Guess what? If on the way home, you guys stop at a quick trip and the bride didn't get to stop at a quick trip. You guys did it on purpose because you're trying to steal her thunder. You intentionally left her out. She had to stop at a come and go It's on purpose. That's a person that doesn't end up with a lot of friends. It's a person that ends up alone. And the fact that she's getting ready to marry some poor unsuspecting partner. <sighs> I assume they're unsuspecting. They're going to be they're going to be in for a whole lot of fun. This is from the AITA subreddit and it is titled: Am I the ass for asking my ex to cover money I lost in a Taylor Swift ticket scam? Brand new to Reddit, but my sister suggested I post here to get the Internet's opinion. I, 44 female, share two daughters with my ex-husband, Sam, 46 male. One of our daughters, Amy, 13 female, is a big Swifty. Like everyone else, I've been trying unsuccessfully to get tickets to take Amy to the era's tour. (laughs) The other day, Sam messaged Amy to say that his current wife, Liz, had a friend on Facebook who was selling tickets. Amy called me very excited, asking if we could buy the tickets. A little annoyed, he went straight to Amy instead of checking with me first, but never mind. I would agree with you there, OP. I asked Amy to check exactly where Liz had seen the tickets for sale because I know there has been a lot of scams. Amy messaged Sam, and he said it was all good because the seller wasn't a random but an actual friend of Liz's. I then called Sam and reiterated that there have been a lot of Facebook scams with swift tickets so was he sure it was legitimate he assured me that it was fine because it was a friend of liz's from uni who she knew well okay then liz introduced me to the seller via facebook messenger and i sent the seller twelve hundred dollars by bank transfer i also booked flights for the show now here's where i admittedly am a bit silly The seller contacted me again and said I needed to transfer another $400, which should have been a red flag. But I did it because I thought this was someone Liz and Sam personally knew. Well, it was a scam. Someone had cloned Liz's friend's Facebook account. Liz messaged me to say she thought it might be dodgy, but it was too late. I later found out that Liz had seen the original post on a Facebook mums group, not posted to her friend's personal page, who she had been connected with for years. This is really frustrating for me because I had explicitly said these types of scams were happening. If I'd known, I would have double-checked and they could have called the friend, not just linked up through Facebook. Sam and Liz said they felt terrible about it. Luckily, I was able to get a full refund on the flights, and my bank automatically put a hold on the $1,200 because it was a large transfer, so I could stop that. But the bank said the additional $400 could not be refunded. I messaged Sam, explaining that in the end, I lost $400 and asked that since I was acting on information from him that it was legitimate, I was wondering if he would compensate me for the loss. To be honest, I would have been happy if he just paid for half of it. He replied with, I don't think so. I know you got scammed and that's unfortunate, but all we did was put you in touch with someone we thought had tickets. I'm pretty annoyed that he's acting like he had no role in this loss, but maybe I'm being unreasonable since maybe I should have been more wary. So, personally, I feel like OP asked for her ex to verify, 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 and he vouched, vouched, vouched. He did not just put her in touch with someone. He vouched several times over. I think he has to accept some responsibility here, especially because these tickets were for his daughters. I think he has to accept some responsibility here. And really, it's Liz. It's his wife, girlfriend, whatever, his partner, um, Liz. They both... Vouched, So I feel like since it was his daughters, since he vouched, since he brought it to your daughter first, which was bullshit, by the way, should have talked to you first so that you could sniff it out with more time. And then there's urgency. There's a fire lit underneath that. If your kid brings it to you, it's much more intense. We all we get that. And then he vouched and vouched and vouched. So the question was, am I the asking not for asking my ex to cover money? I lost in a Taylor Swift ticket scam. I'm going with NTA here as well. That is horse shit. This, uh, I feel like he he definitely needs to cover the majority of it because he vouched over and over and over again. Now, OP, the one clearly dumb thing that you did here, and you even claimed that, was send the additional 400. And that's the 400 you can't recoup, and that's what you're trying to get help with here. I feel like he should pay half. He should be willing to do that. And then and then this this bullshit excuse at the end, all we did was connect you with someone who might have tickets. No, 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 no. You did way more than that. And maybe you need to document this out. Be like, you said that you only did this, but here's what you actually did. And have a bulleted list of the things that were actually done and show him he has more actionable responsibility in this than he's saying he does. Maybe he needs to see it in black and white. That sucks, though. Am I the off for having my girlfriend arrested and refusing to drop the charges? I-30 male was dating H-27 female for five years. Our relationship had a few ups and downs, but whose relationship hasn't? About two months ago, my girlfriend left our apartment. We're both on the lease. It'll come to light later to go to the grocery store around 5 p.m. When she hadn't returned by 10, I started to get worried. She wasn't answering calls or texts, and also her location on Life360 was disabled. Noticing she left her smartwatch there, I opened it up, hoping it would give me her location, and while going through it, got stuck in her messaging app. Hold up. Got stuck? And her messaging app? Yeah. I didn't... I, I didn't, I, Yes. As I, I could not move beyond the messaging app. I just had to keep scrolling. The only way to get out was to scroll. While in that part of the watch, I saw text from another guy's name with a heart next to it. After reading a few, it was very apparent that she was cheating on me. And at the current time, was out on a date with him. Upset that this is the second time she has done this to me. Hold up. It's the second time. I texted her saying I knew what she was out doing, and when she comes home, we have a lot to discuss. She did not return that night. I am a local commercial truck driver, so I spend a decent amount of my days outside the apartment, usually from about 5 a.m. to 4 p.m. Over the next six weeks, she would come and go from the apartment, swapping clothes, seeing our pets, but it was always gone before I came home. During this time, there was also minimal contact. After the time spent with H, I honestly wanted the relationship to continue, but I knew if it did, she needed to get her affairs in order. Saying get your affairs in order is like a threat, isn't it? Oh, she needs to plan on getting out. Get your, shit, get your shit together. Got it. Okay. I told her if she wanted to continue to be in the relationship with me, she needed to go see a counselor and enroll us in couples counseling. After a few weeks of still not seeing her and her saying that she's just going to worry about herself, I made a couple of dating profiles to get back out into the world. I deserve to be happy as well, right? I don't feel like that was really what you were going for here. Well, after about two weeks of talking to other people, I'm sitting on the couch at home and hear something at the door. H walks in says she's staying here for the time being. She's on the lease and has every right to be there, just like me. Realizing she's not wrong and not wanting to involve the police or landlord, I shrugged my shoulders, told her that she can sleep on the couch. That's how it was for a few days. I still went out to work, went on a date or two, like she wasn't there. We had a few meals together, but it was very awkward to say the least. After about a week of her being there, I had a light day at work, And was let out at lunchtime on my way home i stopped at an authentic mexican restaurant to grab some tacos and while there thinking i'll make a nice gesture also grabbed her favorite burrito when i got home she said she didn't want it and didn't feel well so i put it on the fridge sat down at the other end of the couch not near her and started eating after I was done, she got up, retrieved her food, and sat next to me on the couch for the first time since being at the apartment. Midway through her lunch, she opens up her phone, shows me the Facebook profile of the women I've been constantly seeing over the past two weeks, telling me she went through my phone the night before, got her info, and has proceeded to message her on both Facebook and and cell phone telling the new girlfriend to stay away from her man. I reminded her that she has said she's only worrying about herself and hasn't seen a counselor or attempted couples therapy. So I no longer had any interest in trying to continue the relationship. And that's when shit hit the fan. She got up screaming that I'm a horrible person threw her burrito at me and ran into the bedroom, not wanting my dogs to get to the mess and possibly get sick. I started throwing the remnants away and grabbed the vacuum for the rest of the mess. Once I was finished cleaning, she came out of the bedroom with five. Five or so of my sharp pointy things and started throwing them blade first at me calling me a liar pos and a lot of other colorful things not wanting the situation to escalate further than it already has i grabbed my phone wallet and keys and try to leave she grabbed a couple of the sharp things that ricocheted off my legs from the floor and guarded the door telling me she's not letting me leave That's when my phone came out and I started recording. I got upset and knowing that I got it on camera, called the police. She did the same, trying to make a false report that I threatened her with a weapon, and she did what she did in self-defense. Once the police got there, they separated us. I showed the officer the video and gave my side of the story. After about 10 minutes of talking, the officer I was talking to trades places with her partner, Walks over to H, puts her in cuffs, and escorts her to the police vehicle. After the police left, I shot a text message to the mother and father of H because she was very active in talking to them, and I didn't want to receive frantic messages wondering where she is. And now the parents are treating me like I did something wrong. H is being held in jail unless someone pays 15 grand to bail her out. I have no interest, and her parents live across the country. They're now calling and texting me saying I'm the asshole and that I should drop the charges. Their baby doesn't belong in jail. And one phrase... I don't want to be there either. In another, she caused and did a lot of harm and I don't see the benefit to her not being there. That's my story. Am I the Askinup? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't- Candy Thunder.
0: This might be the most dysfunctional relationship that we've ever, ever seen. And this was a follower submission, right? Don't, yeah, this was, was a follower it? submission.
3: Yeah. Oh, um,
0: There are people that can be toxic to each other, but aren't actually toxic people. Mm. And this guy may be, I, I, she kind of seems like she's toxic all over the place. I don't know that he's a toxic person, but together they make the most I, I think we've with ever that. seen.
2: And that's, that's a really, really good observation. There are plenty of people who the couple... The pairing ends up being toxic to this degree, but yes. separate or with other people, completely normal, fine. Um, normal people.
0: I don't feel like the burrito should have been damaged in this. Like he was being nice. He bought you a burrito. I mean, let's let's not talk about the sharp objects or she the
2: threw a burrito at the him. The fake for Q-Q. Which was which was entirely hypocritical because she was calling him out for doing things <laughs> that she's done multiple times, right? She's like, uh yeah, and I'm gonna chuck a burrito at you. <laughs> right? Was it hot or still frozen? Uh, or I guess it wasn't frozen. He picked it up on the way home. So like, did she heat it up first? Because if so, that matters. Well, I think
0: he just brought her a burrito from a, like a Taco Bell and she threw it at
2: him, which is. She was obviously hypocritical here. Um, he.
0: So she, this is the, I have problems. I can do whatever I want, um, but you can't, I own you. Um, you can't be with anyone else, but I don't want you either. And that to me is a very toxic person. Like she's, she's askcon one. She's, she needs to, she needs to be in jail. That's where she belongs. This, this could have escalated to something so much worse than what it did.
2: Well, and she tried to. Uh,
0: yeah. She seems, I mean, throwing, throwing sharp pointy objects at people. We all know what that is, but throwing that. I mean, that's, that's, that's to the point where she, she's, she is where she deserves to be.
2: So, Zanita, you say cheating back is not a good solution though. They weren't together. Whenever he was starting to date other people, they weren't together anymore. But both of their names were on the lease for this apartment, uh, yeah. so which she, is why she showed back up. So she had, at that point, the relationship was over. She didn't have any right to go through his things. Not that he had a right to go through her things either. But but that was the second time whenever he went through her stuff, got stuck in her messaging app, which sounds like bullshit, by the way. Well, I mean, uh,
0: he probably had a suspicion and went to confirm his suspicions with whatever device he could get his hands on. Right. And I'm not saying that's the right way to do things, but obviously something prompted that. He'd been cheated on by this person before, so he was... Trust was already broken. Right. One, I don't know how you could have stayed in this relationship. And I don't think he did. He left, obviously, because he was starting to see other people. But I don't know why. I'm like, I don't know. It's just weird.
2: Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also...